follow the river and you will find the sea yes that's a famous french proverb and do you understand what it means it means so much yes it means a lot many streams of understanding and contemplation if you really think about it and what i derive or what i deduce out of this particular french proverb for today is that to embrace the immensity the vastness of the sea that is the completion the sufficiency of any task what do you need to do well you need to follow the river you need to pursue any sort of task or any sort of habit in a particular consistent mannerism or fashion got it yes that's the advice for the day and now comes the questions how do phases of reactions differ from each other what are the different types of reactions included in each phase can there be reaction without enzymes well can you ever imagine that thing if yes how gonna it occur all of these answers gonna take swings and toss and turn just like the waves of the sea in today's episode let's dive to take our fun ride welcome all to is pharmacology difficult podcast i'm your host dr radhika vijay mbbs md pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips strategies methods and lots of ideas to learn better understand better and make your concepts crystal clear if you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds is pharmacology difficult lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge let's hold tight the thread of contemplation for today it has its beginning from the types of reactions under the major head of the phase 1 reactions and yes since we are starting off with the phase 1 reactions there definitely going to be phase 2 reactions too but that's a later part of the discussion so under the phase 1 reactions the first one we have are the oxidation reactions and then we have its subtypes also so let's break it up in the subtypes and the first one to talk about is the microsomal oxidation reactions they can be again of so many varieties aromatic aliphatic hydroxylations then we have nitrogen oxygen sulfur dealkylations then we have nitrogen and sulfur oxidative deamination's and desulfurizations so that's so many of them let me give you a little here and there example well we have not much but at least one example for each of the variety let's talk about the aromatic hydroxylations that is with a phenobarbital conversion to p hydroxy phenobarbital and then other drugs included they can be propranolol amphetamine warfarin for aliphatic hydroxylations we have pentobarbital converting to hydroxy pentobarbital and other drugs involved can be digitoxin and ibuprofen then we have 
nitrogen, oxygen, and S that is sulfur dealkylations. Like mephobarbiton converts to phenobarbiton, morphine to normorphine. You see, just pay attention. Nor means removal of the alkyl group. Okay? Then with phenacetine to paracetamol, and that is an example of O dealkylation, that is oxygen dealkylation. And as far as sulfur dealkylation is concerned, we have 6 methyl thiopurine conversion to mercaptopurine. Now let's exemplify the nitrogen and sulfur oxidations. The examples are chlorpromazine to chlorpromazine sulfoxide. Then we have trimethylamine to trimethylamine nitrogen oxide and many more. Then let's talk about deamination reactions. We have amphetamine to phenylacetone derivatives. Desulfurization consists of the conversion of parathion to paroxone. So these were some important ones to talk about. And now we have non-microsomal oxidations. Well, yes, now they can be of three types, mitochondrial, cytoplasmic and plasma oxidations. These are differentiated on the basis of the side of the oxidations. So first one, we have non-microsomal mitochondrial oxidations an example is the oxidation of catecholamines then as far as cytoplasmic oxidation is concerned that is our oxidation of alcohol then plasma oxidation consists of the oxidation of xanthine and histamine now next in our list are the different types of reductions now these are again microsomal or non-microsomal but yes, little details ought to be discussed that we should do, okay? So as far as the microsomal reductions are considered, they can be nitro reductions, they can be azo reductions, they can be keto reductions. These are all differentiated on the basis of the chemical types, got it? So nitro reduction example, chloramphenicol to its derivative metabolite. Then azo reduction is the conversion of prodrug, prontosil, to sulfonilamide and keto reduction consists of cortisone to hydroxycortisone that's a very good famous example do you want another one well i'm gonna give you methadone to naloxone is another one two great examples for keto reduction let's talk about the non-microsomal reduction only one example here yeah we have scarcity here chloral hydrate conversion to trichloroethanol now we're going to talk about the hydrolysis. Again, there are of two types, microsomal and non-microsomal. So as far as the microsomal hydrolysis are concerned, they are very rare. Yes, a lot of scarcity here. The one good example is the hydrolysis of pethidine to pethidinic, that is meperidinic acid. And for as far as the non-microsomal hydrolysis are concerned, they are generally done by the esterases and amidases so you can just see the targets are the esters and the amides but they can also be applied upon peptidases proteases phosphatases and very good example is the conversion of procaine to paramenobenzoic acid by the plasma choline asterases okay now that was all in all all about the phase one reactions i hope you enjoyed the fun ride as we sewed on the c tides for this particular type of reactions let's get on the another tide of the phase two reactions
starting off, I have conjugation reactions in my hand. Again, there are major of two types, microsomal and non-microsomal, and then they have their own subtypes. So let's discuss the microsomal conjugations. In scarcity, there's only one type, glucronite conjugation. This is the whole and sole example of the microsomal conjugation. Now, when you see they are whole and sole examples, definitely they withhold their importance and they become the questions. So, better pay attention now. The original drug compounds generally possess reactive groups like alcoholic, phenolic, carboxylic, etc. They along with the uridine diphosphate glucuronic acid, not very famously abbreviated, but yes, it is abbreviated as capital UDPGA. They catalyzed by the UDP glucuronyl transferases enzyme and they lead to the formation of some combo of the drug and glucuronide conjugate. For your kind information, most of the times they are inactive, they are polar and they are easily excreted. But then we have some active metabolites also here as exceptions. So we cannot escape, we cannot ignore them. The famous ones are the morphine glucuronide. They are active. Now other drugs which can be conjugated on the same pathway are the paracetamol, aspirin, dazepam and some natural endogenous substrates like bilirubin. Got it? Now we have the another one under the microsomal conjugations and that is N-acetyl conjugation. The enzyme is N-acetyl transferases. The cofactor is acetyl coenzyme A. The site is the cytoplasm of the different organs and the drugs that form the substrates are the isoniazid, paraaminosalicylic acid, dapson, sulfonamides, etc. Now we have more in the microsomal conjugations that is a sulfate conjugation. The enzyme involved is the sulfotransferases. The site is the cytoplasm. The cofactors or the sulfate donors, they are 3-phosphoadenosine, 3-phosphosulfate and it is not very famously abbreviated but yes, it is abbreviated as capital P-A-P-S. They are readily excreted in urine. The substrate drugs, they are phenolic, alcoholic, aromatic amines like aspirin, corticosteroids, paracetamol, chloramphenicol, etc. Now let's talk about the other type of conjugations, amino acid conjugation, their site is mitochondria, while methyl conjugations, their site is cytoplasm. One very good conjugation not to be ignored is the glutathione conjugation. The enzyme is glutathione S-transferases, the site is the cytoplasm and then we have now, I want to discuss the details about it, many epoxides that is nitrate group containing drugs like ethocrinic acid and then we have sulfobromothelene they are undergoing this glutathione conjugation in the presence of the enzyme that i told you and then i want to talk about one more pathway the riboside and the riboside phosphate pathway now starting from the riboside the riboside phosphate pathway and including the glutathione conjugation methyl conjugation amino acid conjugation all are minor metabolic pathways and the one we discussed prior to these were the major metabolic pathways okay so that's one thing i wanted to tell you 
Now talking about the riboside and the riboside phosphate, the purines, pyrimidines, which are formed as the anti-metabolites in the cancer therapy, they form the active metabolites and there is a generation of ribonucleosides and ribonucleotides. Now we have to talk about today the answer of the last question. Can the metabolism occur without enzymes? Well, yes. The answer is very, very much yes. So the last in the today's study list is the metabolic reactions or the bad transformation involving no enzyme at all. And you can better shout them out as non-enzymatic reactions or under the name of a scientist, we can contribute the name of these reactions as Hoffman elimination reactions. I hope you remember that because these are quite different from what we have studied. So they are asked very commonly, especially the examples. Okay. Now let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this particular reaction. The drugs that form the substrate are the atracurium, that's a skeletal muscle relaxant. The site of this type of Hoffman elimination is the plasma and the mechanism is the molecular rearrangement that is inactivation of the drugs in the biological fluids with the help of the molecular rearrangement and no enzymes are involved in the whole mechanism and then they are referred to as very famously Hoffman elimination reactions example again as a reminder atracurium is the sole example for this particular type of non-enzymatic metabolism hope you enjoyed the fun ride today on different sets of tides as we sewed upon the sea waves of the different type of the phases of the reactions and non-enzymatic reaction but then and it's a time to call it for a day my last message for the day is for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.isfarmecologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is pharmacology difficult? If you are listening for the first time, to follow and subscribe whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.